feel like there was a breeze in the air and I could breathe and my hair didn't drop instantly on sight. So I am so happy to be here with you guys this morning on this fabulously fit morning. Um, it's Monday. We're ready to take off and get the week started. I'm excited about sharing a ton of information with you guys today. Today, we're going to delve into counting calories, what that looks like, what that should and shouldn't look like. And then we're going to delve into mindset. I had an amazing weekend this past weekend, uh, Fit Camp 360, we celebrated our one year in business this weekend. So we had a huge event yesterday for clients and community. And the theme for this weekend was flex your mindset. And I just thought I have to share this information with my listeners today because it is so imperative that whatever you take on in life, you ensure that your mindset, you're in a right and a growth mindset and you're in the place where you are open to transformation and transition. And so I thought I would share the tips with you all today that I shared with um, our clients and community this past weekend. So again, it's Monday morning, August 15th, and welcome to the show. We're here live on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. Our call-in number is 248-281-3113. So if you're feeling like you have a question or a comment, some feedback you want to give, questions you want to ask, don't hesitate to do that. Again, 248-281-3113. So this past weekend was actually pretty monumental for both myself and the Motor City Women Radio Network. We had our open house here on Saturday in the studio, and it was so wonderful to see so many of you guys come out and support this fabulous network for women, motivating, inspiring. It's what we always aim to do. So it was absolutely wonderful to actually see some faces in person, engage with some people about their vision. Um, we have some new shows coming up, so stay tuned for that. We'll have plenty of announcements surrounding our new shows and our new hosts. Motor City Women Radio Network is expanding so quickly, and I am just so happy to be a part of that journey, and I cannot wait to see where we're going to go. So this weekend was really a big stepping stone for women, specifically black women, um, entrepreneurs doing their thing here in the Motor City. So they're not going to sleep on us for, for much longer. <laughs> so with uh, Fit Camp 360, like I mentioned, we celebrated our one year anniversary yesterday. And um, I was so moved. I was absolutely moved by the amount of love, participation, feedback that we got from our clients. They came out, they shared their journeys, they shared their stories, they shared their transformations. And um we had tears, we had laughs and everything in between. And we talked about mindset yesterday. The theme was flex your mindset and just the importance of making sure that you're tuned in to where you are mentally as you make major changes in your life. This is a huge lesson and one of the most difficult tasks to take on as you move through this thing we call life. So I thought I would share the tips that I share with everyone yesterday with you all today the kind of the do's and don'ts of how to adjust your mindset as you go through life and make changes but before we do that I'm going to dive into calorie counting I wanted to just cover this really quickly because it's one of the most common 
Um, things we do as we try and lose weight, we think about calories, 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 calories in, calories out. And sometimes we become so obsessed with numbers that we miss some of the more important factors when it comes to health and weight loss. So I want to talk about the importance and the unimportance of counting calories and what that should look like for you. I know for me, when I began, began my weight loss journey back in 2012, I was 190 pounds and most like everyone else, you know, just kind of watching my peers. Um, I thought that, you know, calories mattered and everything I ate, I was looking at the calories, like every single thing I was looking at calories, calories, calories. So back then I was working a nine to five. I was working at the state of Michigan in foster care. So um, pretty busy job, pretty intense job. You know, you're dealing with families. It was um, a very emotionally struck job. So we, we were dealing with families and I had to go to court several times a month, you know, to um, represent these children and, you know, and just state my case for whether or not they should be allowed to go back to their biological family. So you can just imagine the amount of stress that could come with a position such as that, because depending on how, um, much the bio family was willing to work with me, you know, would kind of determine my stress level in the case, because sometimes we had, you know, families who were really, really just anti foster care workers and said they didn't want to work with us to help um, repair their families. And so I, it was a really high stress job. And I said all that to say that when you're dealing with a high stress situation, whether it's just a temporary situation or an ongoing situation, such as your career, it can become very easy to turn to food and unhealthy eating and drinking habits to kind of soothe the emotional stress that you're under. And so that is what happened to me. I was in this job and I'm, I was not necessarily on call, but at any moment I could get a call from um, another professional that we work with, you know, maybe a community partner, like a therapist or a doctor, or I could get a call from one of the family members of the kids, or I could get a call from the actual child about something that's going on at their placement, and I would have to get up and go. So I would bring my lunch as often as I could, but I wasn't necessarily able to eat at the same time every day. So I turned to not fast food, but like those quick fixes. So, you know, like think the lean cuisines and those frozen meals or those quick microwavable soups and things like that. And so when I would buy this food, I would always, always look at the calories. And if the calories were within a certain range and I can't even remember what that range is um, right now. I, uh, I haven't counted calories for so long, but um, if, if there, if it seemed reasonable to me based on the knowledge that I had at the time, I would eat it. And for me, I would try and maybe stay at 2000 um, calories or less per day. And so that was kind of my plan to lose weight. I was working out, um, but when it came to my nutrition, I was more um, consumed with the numbers. And so I was always like, okay, this is, I'm having this um, oatmeal with this sausage for breakfast. And this adds up to about 450 calories. Okay. For lunch. Oh, that's another 700. Okay. I can have a couple of snacks. And, and so I was just really like calorie counting. But what happened is as I began to evolve um, and uh, got more into health 
and less out of the weight loss state of mind, but more into a health state of mind, meaning I was now working for longevity and improving the quality of my life. And I was no longer working to just lose 30 pounds or 40 pounds. And so that makes a big difference on your behavior. If you're trying to lose a certain amount of weight, in a short amount of time, your thought process is going to be different versus I'm trying to practice healthy habits in my life daily to improve the quality of my life over time. You see the difference there? So for me, I was in a weight loss state of mind. I was counting calories every day. And what's crazy about calorie counting is that you miss so much other Um, important information. If you're looking at the back of that nutritional label and you say, okay, one serving of oatmeal is a, which is a half a cup is 150 calories, but that's where you stop. So 150 calories, that sounds, that's like ideal for a meal that's super low. It doesn't sound, feel like you're overextending yourself. You're going to have enough calories left for the rest of the day. But if you're not looking at the rest of that label, if you're not looking at the amount of salt, if you're not looking at the amount of sugar, if you're not looking at the ingredients, if you're not looking at the fat content, then you're missing so much. So if you become overconsumed with calories, although you may be eating, uh, having a low caloric intake, you may very well have a very high fat sodium and sugar intake and so as I began to kind of plateau because I lost a little bit of weight and then all of a sudden the weight stopped coming off so I had to you know take a step back and reevaluate my process and as I began to study and learn more and more about nutrition I realized um, very quickly how unimportant calories are versus fat sodium salt sugar carbohydrates ingredients And so what I like to tell clients, because oftentimes when I sit down and do a nutritional coaching with a client, they'll come to me and say, Lisa, you know, I've been at it for a couple of months. I'm not losing as much weight as I thought I would have at this point. And I'm, you know, I'm staying at about 2,500 calories a day. I'm staying at 2000 calories a day. And I immediately follow that up with, well, you know, how much fat? are you consuming every day? How much sugar, refined sugar are you consuming daily? How much sodium are you consuming daily? Well, Lisa, I don't know. I just know that my calories are low and so I should be losing weight. So I just want to clear this up really quickly. There is some truth to that, meaning it weight loss, the formula for weight loss in its most simplistic form means that you're burning more calories than you're consuming. So again, the formula for weight loss in its most simplistic form is you're burning more calories than you're consuming, which would ideally result in weight loss. So if you, now, if you look at this on a big scale, so let's say, you know, you have a person with maybe an eating disorder and they tend to binge. And so let's say they're consuming oh my goodness, like four or 5,000 calories a day, right? And then they get, you know, conscious, they decide to do something about it and they then start watching what they eat, they get a coach and now they're, they drop that down to about 2,500 calories a day. So if you go from four or 5,000 calories a day and drop that down to 2,500, 2,000 calories a day, absolutely, you're going to see some weight loss. You're going to see quite a bit of it initially, 
And so that's what happens to most people. They go from a really bad diet, really bad eating habits where they're consuming a very, you know, high caloric. They have a very high caloric intake. And then they start practicing discipline, incorporating healthy habits into their life. They drop their caloric intake significantly and they see results and then in that in their mind in your mind that tells you okay this is this is what works it must mean that I just need to watch my calories and that will result in weight loss well initially it will but what happens is once you clean up your diet and you now you're kind of in the habit of practicing healthy habits and you're eating much better on a regular basis, the caloric intake is not going to matter nearly as much as your macronutrient intake. And your macronutrients are, again, fats, carbs and protein. So. Yes, decreasing your calories could result in weight loss, but not for long. That is not a sustainable way to maintain a healthy weight. So guys, calorie counting should not be um, looked at nearly as much as macronutrient counting. And so we'll talk on another day about protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and how much you can, should consume because it's different for every person. So I can't necessarily give you an exact number. I could give you some checkpoints um, based on your weight. So say, for example, if you um, are 200 pounds or so, you would consume 0.36 carbohydrates per day. So you will multiply 0.36 times you will multiply 0.36 times your weight. So a 200 pound person will consume, should be consuming 70, 72. Um, I'm sorry, that's protein, 72 grams of protein a day. So 0.36 times your weight is the amount of protein you should be consuming a day. So, and I'll give you those numbers, but more importantly, I want you to understand that please, please, please do not get obsessed with calorie counting because it's not nearly as important as the ingredients that are going in your food, the synthetic chemicals that are going in your food. You're not a chemist. You know, I say this time and time again, if you do not recognize the ingredients in your food, do not put them in your body. It should not be a guessing game about what you're putting in the one body that you have. So um, again, calorie counting is not a sufficient way to lose weight. You are more concerned with your protein. You're more concerned with your carbohydrates, that sugar, that sodium, and that fat is way more important than counting the calories because that's only going to um, help you or aid you in weight loss initially, but certainly not over time. So again, you are listening to Lisa on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. You're listening to Professionally fit and we are talking calorie counting and we're moving on to mindset thank you for listening to motor city woman radio tune in daily for inspiration motivation and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Motor City Woman. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. 
Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with a mouthful, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fit family. You are listening to Lisa on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit. I am feeling so amazing this weekend, or this morning, coming off an amazing weekend. Fit Camp 360 celebrated their one-year anniversary yesterday. We had a full house. All the seats were filled. Um, and we just had a four-hour celebration, and it was absolutely amazing. I want to give a quick shout-out to the Build Institute for hosting us yesterday. The Build Institute downtown Detroit on Bagley. We're off a more um, near Mexican town. And the Build Institute, if you don't know, is a great hub for entrepreneurs, um, startups to get some space to and network with under other peers and individuals um, to build your businesses and build your brands. Uh, visit their website. I'm currently actually enrolled in one of their courses um, because I'm in the process of launching a sec- second company. And so um, Build Institute is absolutely amazing, guys. So check them out if you can at BuildInstitute.com. But I'm here on the Motor City Women Radio Network. Oh, we also celebrated our open house this past weekend so that was awesome so this was just all type of magic happening this past weekend and so I wanted to share with you guys some of the things we discussed yesterday at the um at the event because our theme yesterday was mindset matters and we gave our listeners um the audience some tips on how to adjust your mindset for success and so I thought I would share a piece of that with you guys today because it is so so imperative to be really really conscious of where you are mentally the thought the thoughts you're allowing to enter your space and then what you do with them so um, one of the main reasons people fail not only in their strive to leave uh, to lead excuse me a healthy lifestyle but also in other areas of their life whether it be relationships finances career um, being spiritually grounded it's oftentimes it's just our mindset we have neglected to train our mindset often we don't look at training our mindset like we would look at training our body you know we think of training our body we think of going to the gym we think of changing our diet but I implore you to kind of think about what you've implemented to um, unclutter to unlearn some of the things you've learned in the past and to retrain your mindset for success and so I want to start off by giving you four quick tips on what not to do what to avoid to get you started on the journey to declutter and unlearn some of your past thought patterns and number one is avoid comparisons now I want to take this at a different angle when I say avoid comparisons often we know especially with the surge of social media and things like that that we shouldn't be comparing our lives to others especially when it comes to you know people that we perceive to be further along than us so sometimes we can get kind of in those modes where we're scrolling or reading we visit we're visiting people's websites and things like this or meeting people at events and it's just human nature to automatically kind of put yourself up against them you know what they have versus what you have what they've been able to accomplish versus what you've been able to accomplish and that is very that can be very toxic and so it's been kind of 
ingrained in us or kind of pounded into our head to not 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 compare yourself to others because you can kind of get discouraged you know oh you know me and her are both trying to lose weight and she's already lost 20 pounds I've only lost two pounds and you get discouraged well one of the things you also have to be really really mindful of is comparing yourself to other people who you are further along then so let's say you're the one who's lost 20 pounds right and then the people around you haven't lost that much or you know your girlfriend or whoever you're kind of doing the weight loss with or even in your company maybe you own a company and your friend owns a company and, and yours is thriving and hers isn't uh, maybe in your career you you've kind of moving up the ladder much quickly and your peers aren't and so sometimes when you compare yourself to other people um, who are not maybe moving as fast as long as you you can sometimes get clouded in your judgment that you're doing enough meaning Maybe in the beginning you gave 100%. Maybe in the beginning you stayed up later, you woke up earlier. Uh, maybe in the beginning you turned down social engagements because you knew that wasn't in line with your vision. But as you got going, maybe you're three, six, nine, 12 months in to whatever your goal is. Maybe you're 12 months into the weight loss. Maybe you're 12 months into your business, 12 months into your career, 12 months into um, your spiritual journey and maybe you've come really really far and you're kind of leaving people behind but now you've plateaued now you've gotten comfortable and so you don't wake up as early you don't you know stay up as late or you don't turn down as many engagements to take care of business you're not following up on emails you're not you know calling around more as much as you used to because you're looking at your circle and you're like you know what I, I, I was doing the right thing I'm further along and so I must be doing it right. And so what I implore you to be mindful of is when you compare yourself to other people and maybe you're the one who are, who are soaring, it's very easy to become complacent and comfortable in that space. And now you look up, you know, a couple months or a couple weeks later and you're not working or pushing as hard because you, you surpassed everybody and it's giving you a false positive. You now believe that you were you're on the right track and it's no longer necessary to push as hard as you in the beginning so be very very uh, mindful of how hard you're pushing how hard you're working on a constant basis make sure you're always giving 150 percent don't let that slip down to 80 or 90 percent because you've come so far already so when we say avoid comparisons that works um, both ways whether you're the one who are a little further behind or whether you're the one that is a little further ahead be very careful because both can be toxic environments Number two, um, a tip to, again, we're going over tips on changing your mindset. Number one was avoiding comparisons. Number two is to stop building glass ceilings. Again, stop building glass ceilings. And so what that means is we often make claims about our life that automatically stop us from going higher than we could go. So for example, let's take weight loss, let's take age. So I have a lot of clients who are older and so and, you know, you might ask, how are you doing today? Or when they first sign up, you know, they might say automatically start off with what they can't do because, oh, my knees hurt. My back is bothering. I have, you know, bad elbow. I have a bad this and that, a shoulder. And so, or I'm tired all the time. I really will lethargic or um, there. Everyone in my family is overweight, you know, 
high blood pressure runs in my family, diabetes runs in my family. And so what you do when you make claims like that and when you own those things, you know, you always the first one to say what runs in your family. You're always the first one to say how, you know, you've been obese your whole life. You're always the first one to say what hurts, how much energy that you don't have. You are subconsciously creating glass ceilings. You're giving yourself permission to not go as far as you can because you have this thing that you've decided is going to stop you from success. So again, when you make claims on your life, um, and we can call them excuses, you know, but when you claim these things, you know, oh, I never finished school, I never finished my degree, you're automatically telling yourself, I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable enough to go to that next level because of this one thing, because of my bad knees because of my bad back because uh I didn't finish my degree you know so you're creating your own glass ceiling by making these claims so when you allow those thoughts to enter your head when you tell yourself what you're incapable of because of this one thing because of hereditary because of your family history then you're automatically blocking your blessings so be really really mindful Um, As you think about your life and where you want to be and where you want to go, the excuses that you allow yourself to give yourself. So don't create those glass ceilings. Number three on altering your mindset would be eliminate the need for external reward. Eliminate the need for external reward. So what that means is oftentimes when we're working towards a goal, Even though our goal is to say lose 40 pounds, that 40 pounds for us is the reward, right? For exercise, again, eating right. That's the reward. Um, When we go to school to get an education or we do uh, furthering education or professional development, we expect that to result in more money that we would expect that to result in more clientele. And and what's crazy is we we expect these results instantaneously like we expect to walk across the stage with that degree and have a job offer right we expect to come off of one month of clean eating and exercise and to see that scale go down right so we have embedded this reward system in our culture in America that in my personal opinion has really diminished the value of hard work so when we put in our minds that we should be rewarded for everything that we do if that reward doesn't happen, then it automatically um, takes away our motivation and our drive to keep going. And so we all we've all been there. Like we've all been there. Like we eat clean, we exercise, we say no to a couple cupcakes, we turn down that second drink, you know, we say no to a girlfriend for going out to dinner because we're gonna hit the gym instead. So we're like, oh man, I'm making all these great choices, I'm making all these great decisions, I'm nailing it. And so we just know when we do our weigh in at the end of that week or at the end of that month, we just know we're gonna be rewarded with, you know, five pounds off we know we're going to be rewarded with inches off and although that's ideal and I'm not saying you shouldn't work towards that I'm just saying you shouldn't be discouraged when it doesn't happen because if you stay the course if you trust in the process if you stay the course continue to study hard continue to work hard do good for doing good's sake. Don't do good to be rewarded with five pounds off. Don't do good because you want that high paying job and you think you now qualify for. Do good because it's the right thing to do. Study hard and work hard and eat clean because 
It's going to improve the quality of your life and it's going to going to improve the quality of your family's lives. So um, just be careful with this high expectation of reward at, at the end of hard work. Just know that even if you don't get it right then and there, it's going to come in due time. And so I just often get really um, frustrated when I see people get so discouraged and are so ready to give up because what they wanted to happen didn't happen in the time they wanted it to happen. And so mentally, if you eliminate the the need for reward, external reward, and you just work towards living a healthy, clean life, then you will be rewarded. And sometimes not in the ways that you were expecting. You know, sometimes your reward is that your daughter or your son is watching you. Sometimes your reward is that you've now motivated your best friend, you know, who's been struggling with her weight for years to get up and do and you know and make changes in her life sometimes that's your reward you know maybe your job in this particular moment and this particular season is to encourage someone else so don't get so caught up in the financial gains the scale gains or losses should I say um, the recognition you know you know you just knew your boss was going to acknowledge you or pick you for this special assignment or project or this special acknowledgement in the next meeting and you didn't get chose. So now you're going to go out and not work as hard for the next two weeks because you deserve that acknowledgement. No, continue to work hard for working hard's sake. So just eliminate the need for external reward and, and, and that would actually make the reward even better when you receive it because you weren't expecting it. You were just doing good because it's the right thing to do. Um, number four in changing your mindset would be check the story you tell yourself about yourself. This is a really, really big one. Again, check the story you tell yourself about yourself. It is so important um, in your life that you tell yourself things about yourself that are encouraging, that helps push you to and past the finish line. Um we oftentimes um, kind of diminish our skill sets and our value. And it's very, very important that you are always in a state of growth and that you are always in a state of um, positivity when it comes to yourself. You ever get a, for example, you ever get a, um, a compliment for some, from someone, right? So let's say, you know, someone says, Oh my God, Lisa, you're looking so good. Have you been working out? It looks like you've lost weight. Like, oh yes, thank you. I've lost eight pounds, but I still got 20 more pounds to go. We do not need that qualifier, right? Check the story you tell yourself about yourself. Accept that compliment and move on. You've lost eight pounds. Someone acknowledge you for that. Don't take away their joy in giving you a compliment and don't take away the joy in receiving one by tacking on how, you know, how you're still not satisfied. You know, also, one of the things I constantly tell myself is that I'm a finisher. I'm a finisher. Whatever I start, I'm going to finish and I'm going to finish it well. I'm going to give 110% every single time. And so it's really important that for me, when I commit to a project, when I commit to a company, when I commit to a task, when I commit to a radio show, that I show up and I perform and I give my best every time. Why? Because I'm a finisher that's posted on my bed in my bathroom mirror. I'm a finisher. I do good work and I am always going to be proud of the work that I put before myself. So check the story that you tell yourself about yourself. You are listening to Professionally Fit on the Motor City Woman Radio Network.
You're listening to Motor City Woman Radio. Tune in daily for inspiration, motivation, and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Motor City Woman. Is my kid in the right car seat? I guess she is. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear-facing, forward-facing, I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You wanted to be a teacher when you were little. But as you grew up, things changed. Teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you decided to become something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today. So it's time to put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. You need to get it if he don't want to love you the right way. He ain't gonna. It ain't where he's at. It's where he, where he wanna be. No patience. But it ain't even gotta be like that <laughs> Your man, he be calling me back You see I'm fine and a matter of fact <laughs> He asked how I do that That fit my jeans over baby fat Listen, I don't know the type of tricks he playing But I should warn you, I don't want your man I understand why you wanna try Make him stay home late at night But if he wanna go, he'll be gone
don't stress them. Yeah, yeah. Kick them all straight to the curb like Becca. Uh -huh. Broke up with my ex, he would huffer now. But little do she know she's just a rebound. Yeah. Calling my phone, she's so out of pocket. I've been there before, girl, you need to stop it. When he's with you, he's wishing it was me. You might be where he's at, but I'm where he wanna be, baby. The way you should, then let it go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fit Family. You're listening to Lisa A. Smith on the Motor City Women Professional Network, Broadcasting Network. So we're back today talking about mindset and the importance of changing your mindset in order to reach your goals. So just a review from our last segment. I gave you four tips, four things to avoid as you prepare to transition your mindset from a fixed to a growth mindset. And so let me review those really quickly. Number one was avoid comparisons. You want to be sure to avoid comparisons, not only with those who may be further along with you, but those that you are further along than. Sometimes when we are at the top of the food chain in our ecosystem, we oftentimes get complacent and comfortable and don't push and work as hard so avoid comparisons number two stop building glass ceilings with excuses such as obesity and high blood pressure runs in my family and I have knee and back issues and I can't afford it I'm always broke those are glass ceilings that you're creating for yourself number three eliminate the need for external reward it's great to be rewarded with two or five pounds loss at the end of a clean eating and exercise streak. But be very mindful that if that reward does not occur, that you still continue to push for it and work as hard as you did in the beginning. If you're not rewarded with that high paying job at the end of a four year journey in college, don't stop working just as hard to be great. Number four was check the story you tell yourself about yourself. Make sure every day that you're affirming who you are, um, whether you're that person now or you want to be that person in the future. One of my favorites is I am a finisher. I tell myself this in everything that I do. I don't just start things and drop the ball when it gets difficult. I plow through, I work hard, and I always deliver my best because I not only I don't know who's watching, but more important, I'm watching and I have to sit with my every day and I refuse to be disappointed so check the story you tell yourself about yourself and affirm not only who you are but who you want to be so now let's go on to actionable steps that you can take to every single day to actually change your mindset and the way you think about yourself and the way you take on task so number one and this is one is really easy and super simple visualizations again visualizations so for me I am constantly I've already determined that I'm going to be a serial entrepreneur and 
Um, I always envision myself sitting across from Oprah or someone and telling them my story, you know, kind of telling them where I started, the things I've been through and um, where I am now. And I always envision them asking me about how I was able to do it and sharing my obstacles and what was my mindset like and giving advice to, you know, other entrepreneurs that are just getting started who look like me and who are in the same position that I was in. And so this visualization is so big for me. It happens like almost every day. Like every time I'm going to do something, like before I come to do the radio show, for example, I'm just envisioning myself doing the radio show and being great and the information that I want to provide. So visualization is a really, really good tool, really simple tool that you can implement every day to start changing your mindset because what it does when you spend more time um, seeing where you want to be when you spend more time um, thinking about who you want to become and what's that going to look like it automatically means that you're spending less time dwelling on what you don't have dwelling on what you still need to do dwelling on your perceived failures so visualization is a really 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 healthy tool to help you because once you can see it sometimes the issue with uh, being successful is that we can't see it our goals are so big that it seems impossible you can't even envision what that looks like so try really really hard this week if you can to envision yourself with that you know 100 pounds off envision yourself with that 50 pounds off who does she look like what does she do what does she drive envision yourself with that thriving business envision yourself you know being a a mother or a parent or a wife envision yourself like who does that person look like what do they do how do they start their morning you know visualization is a really really big tool and it's sometimes underestimated because it just seems so simple but I promise you the more you see what you want and who you want to become the more real it's going to become to you and you'll look up and you're no longer envisioning it, but you're living it. So that's tip number one. Number two are affirmations. Affirmations are so awesome for changing your mindset. You know, just things that you tell yourself and that you claim and that you speak into existence on an ongoing and regular basis. Affirmations are really, really important because they help to replace the opposite. So yesterday at our FitCamp 360 one year anniversary event, the topic was mindset matters and we had a mindset matters wall. So we had these hashtags, like they were sticky notes in the shape of hashtags. And we had everyone that arrived write an affirmation on the hashtag and stick it to the wall, right? And so the instructions were, to think about something that you tell yourself on a regular basis, it has to be negative. So maybe you tell yourself, I never have uh, any money, I'm always broke. Or maybe you tell yourself that I hate exercising, or I can't eat right, you know, I hate eating clean. Or, you know, maybe you tell yourself, I'm not smart enough, or educated enough, or bright enough to do whatever it is I want to do. So you take whatever negative thing that you tell yourself, and you flip it. And so then you write the opposite on the hashtag and stick it to the wall. So Now you're telling yourself, I love exercising. Now you're telling yourself, I'm brilliant. I'm so smart. I'm educated. Now you're telling yourself, my my tummy is so flat. I'm so lean. Now you're telling yourself, I'm so healthy. I have a thriving, healthy relationship with my spouse, right? And you stick it to the wall. And so everyone did that. It was so cool. And then 
at the end of the event, we told them, you know, before you leave, take your minds, your new mindset off the wall and take it with you. Right. So you had to pick one that you didn't put up there, you know, where it could have been one that you put up there. But we said, go on the wall, read the hashtags and take your new mindset with you. And so you're walking out with I love exercise and you're going to take that home and put it on your wall. These affirmations are so important. These affirmations are so, so important because, again, just like visualization, the more you affirm the positive, the less room and time you make for the negative. Okay, number three. Number three, again, these are tips on how to change your mindset from a fixed to a growth mindset from a fix to a growth mindset. So these are actionable steps that you can take because we tell people all day, you need to do this, you need to get better with this. And then everybody's follow-up question was, well, how, right? So I'm very big on being a transformational coach. I'm not just into telling you what you should do, but giving you actionable steps on how to do that. So number three on how to change your mindset is to identify your why not, right? So this sounds kind of weird because often, when we're taking a big leap of faith and, and doing something, we also say, identify your why, identify your why, you know, why are you doing this? You know, what is, what is pulling at your heartstrings? You know, we, we know you want to lose weight, but why? Right. And so when you dig into somebody's why it's often, okay, well, the, absolute truth is that I'm really, really self-conscious and I have really low self-esteem and, so I need to lose this weight so I can feel good about myself and be confident in my life. Okay, great. Right. So or I've also often had people tell me, you know, I want to lose this weight because I want my spouse to look at me like he used to look at me when we first started dating or in the beginning of our marriage. You know, I've gained weight since we've been together, you know, which kind of led to my confidence dropping. And so I'm really insecure. I have trust issues. And so I want to lose this weight because I want my you know relationship to get back on track. So that's that's her why. Right. That's her why. So when I say identify your why not, that simply means you have to identify why not succeeding is not an option. In other words, why is succeeding the only option? And so let's use the same example with the relationship. So you identify your why. I want to lose weight because I want my spouse to look at me like he used to in the beginning. I want us, you know, to get intimacy back into our relationship. Okay, that's your why. What's your why not? Well, I can't not I can't not succeed because it's going to result in the dissolving of my marriage. It's going to result in the dissolving of my relationship. It's going to result in the dissolving of my family unit. So that's your why not. Why not succeeding is not an option because I need my relationship and my family to be strong. Because if this doesn't happen, then this is going to happen. So if I don't get healthy, whereby building my confidence and my self-esteem again, whereby allowing my spouse to see me like he did in the beginning, then my marriage is going to break down, possibly resulting in divorce or possibly resulting in the breakdown of our family unit. That's your why not. So you need to really be able to state the consequences of this 
if this not happening, if you're not successful, what are the exact consequences? I once had someone tell me that her why was her daughter. Her daughter recently um, began to have kidney failure. And so she came to me to get healthy, exercise and lose weight because she doesn't know when the day is going to come when she's going to get have to give her daughter a kidney. Right. So that was her why she was getting healthy because she might have to give her daughter a kidney. Now, Acts a little deeper. Why not succeeding is not an option? Well, not succeeding is not an option because my daughter could die, right? My daughter could die if I don't do this. So do you kind of see the difference there? You know, it makes it a little more real, right? We always want to say, obviously, the positive outcome that we want. But I need you to be very honest with yourself with what will happen if you do not be successful. We know why you want to be successful, but really identify your why not. Why not succeeding is not an option because if I don't succeed, then this will happen. This could possibly happen. So be very conscious of both of those. So when you're working to change your mindset, again, we have number one, visualization, number two, affirmations, and number three, identify your why not be very clear. So on one side, you write why. On the other side, you write that consequence. Why not succeeding is not an option because my family could, I could die. I'm so unhealthy. Maybe I'm so overweight. My blood pressure is so high. I'm on all these medications. I could die if I don't conquer my health right now. That's why not succeeding is not an option because I might not be here for my kids. I might not be here for my grandkids. And finally, I'm going to leave you with number four. Number four on changing your mindset is to lower your tolerance levels for failure. Lower your tolerance levels for failures. And that simply means do not make yourself available for something that you say you don't want. So, for example, one of the examples I used yesterday at our event was, you know, maybe you are super educated, have years of experience in your field. And so you're working towards applying for a new job or you're applying for a contract and you set and you know um, how much you're worth. You know that, hey, I'm worth 80 grand. I know that I should be making 80 grand a year based on my skill set, my experience, what I'm bringing to the table. You know, there is hard to find what I'm offering. I'm worth at least 80 grand a year. Right. But you're applying for jobs that are only paying 60 grand. Why? You're setting your tolerance levels for what you will or will not accept way too high. You say you want X, but you still make yourself available for Y. Do you see what I'm saying? But then we get really upset when we get why. So when you get the $60,000 job that you voluntarily applied for, went to the interview for, you're upset now because you know you're worth 80 grand, right? You say you want to get up early and work out. You say you're going to get it in before work because you don't have time to get it in any other time. So you set your alarm for 5 a.m. But just in case you set your alarm for 5.45 a.m., just in case you don't get up at that 5. Well, you knew you wanted to get up at 5. So why are you making 5.45 available to you? Do not make things available to you that you do not really want. Lower your tolerance level for failure. Our tolerance level for failure is so high. It's so high. We say we want to save money. We say we want to do all this, but we continue to spend or set money aside just in case you want to go out or go to this restaurant but you know you technically can't afford it so why are you making that money available for those things 
right? This is one of the things I had to learn too. I say I want to make X amount of money in my business, right? And so I have my prices that I charge. But when someone comes to me and says, oh, Lisa, that's not really affordable for me right now. I say, well, what can you afford? I should never ask anybody that. It doesn't matter. These are my prices. I am not going to make myself available for what I do not want. So if you cannot afford afford my prices, then, you know, maybe I can recommend you to someone who's more in your budget. But that's one of the lessons I had to learn as an entrepreneur as a business owner do not make myself available for what I say I don't want and then get upset when I get get that thing right if I say you know I want to make x amount on every client but then I lower my price for them in that moment because I don't want to pass up a sale or a new client shame on me So I need to lower my tolerance levels for failure and understand that once I claim what I want and only make myself available for what I say I want, that's when I'll begin to receive them things. But when I open myself, you say you only want a a man or a mate or a woman. If you say you only want this, he has to have this. You know, I don't want him to have any children. I don't want to have this. He has to be spiritually grounded. Then why are you going out on that date with this guy who only has one out of the three things that you want? Why are you making yourself available to him if you've already set your expectations? Just be patient and wait on it. But do not be upset when you get exactly what you say you didn't want because you made yourself available for it. And so just to review, I know this is a lot of heavy information, but these are the things that I try and teach our clients um, and and staff at FitCam 360 because it's really important that we're molding individuals, just not physically, but mentally as well. And that has always been important to me from the onset. You know, I trainers at other gyms like these big box gyms like planet fitness and all that they're great but one of the things that was always missing to me was the mental component so that's one of the things that you'll notice that i love to do on this show is not just address you know how to count calories not just to address how to eat or the new trend with weight um waist trainers or the new trend with 10 day detoxes that's all great but also we need to be providing you with tips on how to change your mindset because if you're not going into this thing with a different mindset than you had um, before you started you're simply not going to be successful so i hope you guys understand that being professionally fit does not mean just physically but mentally as well so just to review the four steps on how to change your mindset is number one incorporate visualizations number two affirmations number three identify your why not what's going to happen if you're not successful what is the worst case scenario if you are not successful And number three, lower your tolerance levels for failure. If you know that you want to get up early to wake out, work out, don't set that second alarm. Don't make yourself available for 5.45 a.m. If you know you need to be up at five, you set it for five, you get up and you get it done. You get it done. So this has been another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith here on the Motor City Women Radio Network. Guys, be sure to tune in every day for a new show on the Motor City Women Radio Network. Visit the website at www.motorcitywoman.com to get our entire show lineup. And I look forward to being back here with you next Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Professionally Fit.
Thank you for listening to Motor City Woman Radio. Tune in daily for inspiration, motivation, and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Motor City Woman. Back, we've been knowing each other for a while. I'm into you. I don't know what I gotta do, you know, to get closer to you. Wait a minute. Now, you know I'm in a situation. Why are you in it? 